your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, and joining me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. And this is it. This is our last episode of 2021 as we look forward to 2022. Uh, we will get into avalanche hockey, hopefully, that yeah. they will be playing this weekend. So we'll kind of talk about that. We'll talk about uh, what to expect from the Anaheim Ducks, even though we probably have no idea what to expect from them. We'll still talk about them. Uh, and we will finish off our moments from 2021 as well as get some moments from uh the people of instagram who kind of posted in there so all of that and then some but first things first follow the show on social media outlets lopn underscore avalanche on twitter lockdown avalanche on instagram questions comments concerns opinions to lockdown avalanche at gmail.com follow the show's youtube channel over on the youtube and yeah, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Before we get into any of that, we definitely need to throw our thoughts and feelings out to everybody in Boulder, in the Boulder area right now. Going through those fires, um, man, you, you look at some of those uh, images and they're just haunting, man. Like that, you, you don't like to see that at all. There's some people that I, that I follow on, uh, on, on Twitter that are just fans mm-hmm. of, of the abs and, um, they're, they've evacuated and they don't know if their house is going to be there when they come back. Just, you hate seeing this no matter where it is in the world, but being so close to uh, avalanche country and, and, you know, in the state of Colorado, you, you really thinking about those people right now. Yeah, my heart goes out to everyone affected in that area. I'm I'm hoping everyone just, you know, it's gets home safe and everything is okay when they get there. Like being born and raised in Alabama, dealing dealing with tornadoes. Yeah. That it's that same, but there everyone in Boulder is dealing with that that impending doom and like that dread and evacuating. Like and I, I just I think that's so much worse than just having like thirty seconds to get ready and out the door. Um, it's just adrenaline at that point, and I f- my heart feels yeah. for everyone affected, and I hope everything gets back to normal for you guys soon, and everyone gets safe most of all. Yeah, and if there's anybody that's in that area that is a listener of the show, and you're listening right now to get a half hour away from it, that's that's what we're here to do. And if there's mm-hmm. anything else we can do, obviously, definitely shoot us an email. But um, definitely thinking about the people over there right now. Mm-hmm. So, having said all that, we will uh, move forward and uh, discuss our avalanche and and what's going to be going on with them this weekend. Looking like they will be playing. Uh, I know. I, I actually sent a text message to uh, Mr. Hernandez, the host of Locked On Ducks, because they still have some guys in the protocol. The Avalanche still do, but because of these new protocols the guys that we thought would be the last ones coming out which were pavel francos and then darren helm who just got added because of these new protocols they might come out earlier Mm -hmm. and uh, according to jared bednar francos could be there on friday practicing with the team if he gives a negative test 
and then Darren Helm could be back by Saturday. So both of these guys could be back for Sunday's game where we thought neither one of them would be. So these new protocols benefiting the Avalanche right now. Yeah, um, three words that'll excite every Avalanche fan in the nation. Full strength hockey. I mean, that's... Ooh. <laughs> I, I know uh, Mosier was was doing something on Twitter trying to find the last time that they were... He ha- I don't know <clears throat> who it was. I think it's somebody that works for Altitude, maybe one of their stat guys or something, who he was trying to get him to find out the last time the Avs had a 100% healthy... Mm. Uh, lineup, and I think it was something like 700 days or something like that. Oh. It's, it's been a very, very long time. So, because of that, and let's assume we know what we're going to assume good for once for the end. Yeah. Let's assume Francois comes back, even though he won't be in the mix, and let's assume Helm comes back, who would be in the mix. Mm-hmm. So, you have the lines in front of you. Read the lines with the assum- assumption that Helm is back. All right, you ready? Yeah. Now we we just addressed Helm. These are your lines, which you could be looking forward okay. to, Avalanche fans. Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen, and Chushkin. That's our first line. That's our that's that, our top yes. line. That looking forward to that all the time. All right, line number two. Nuke, Kadri, Burakovsky. That's that, line number that's two. Our, that's our solid second line, which when we are healthy is is one of the better second lines in the league. All right, go ahead. Timothy Timothy Comfer, Alex Newhook. And LOC. And that is a line that you like now with yeah. how O'Connor is playing, how Comfort uh, was playing at the beginning of the year. And he got, you know, he got to be put on the uh, injured injury list for a little while, but mm-hmm. now he's back. So you're looking forward to that. And then you know what you're going to get out of, out of Jost. So solid third line. And your fourth line with the recent signing and call up, you might see a little Cal Burke. Or it might be Kirk McDirt. <laughs> and you got <laughs> Josty and Abakubel. That is your line four with whoever. That's line four. But if Helm comes back, well, he, I mean, he would probably take over the fourth line now. He would probably take that, that Burke McDermott spot. And right, exactly. He would fill that. It would be um, Jost and Abakubel. But. I mean, still, that's a good fourth line. You're, you're happy with all of that, even if even if Helm doesn't come back, you know. And McDermott is is I think he's like finding. I say that like he knew his role all along, but yeah. I just feel like he's settling into his role right now. You know exactly what you're going to get from him: five, six, seven, eight minutes tops, and and put them put him out there situationally if they need him to throw his weight around. So whatever that that is what he's not going to he. And they never got him with the intention of he's going to win us games. Nobody was ever thinking that he's going to put us over the top. He's there for specific purposes. So if he's in there, fine. I mean, because everybody else is healthy, you're okay with Curtis McDermott on a a fourth line just going out there to throw his body around. Yeah. Where, you know, two months ago when he just looked completely lost – uh, you would say, like, why did we even acquire this guy? Now you're saying, why did we acquire this guy? But okay, throw him in there for a few minutes. Yeah. It's a little bit different. It, his role has been established and you're comfortable with. Yeah. yeah. As far as the Ducks go, the Ducks, and he and uh, Jason has not responded to me yet. 
maybe because he doesn't want to answer me. And uh, maybe the answer is uh, Zegras is not going to be back for that game because he's in protocol. But I think he might be coming out of it by the time they play the abs. I'm not 100 percent sure. So that's why I sent Jason a message. We'll see if he responds by the end of uh, by the end of this episode. But the Ducks are going to have two games under their belt before they play the abs. And I don't like that because and I'm not saying I blame the league or anything like that. It's just the way that things have worked out because, you know, the abs are going to be off for, I think it's like 18 days yeah, before they play a game. And the Ducks had some time off too. I get that. But they have a, a two game head start on the abs going into this game. They lost. It was an overtime loss to Vancouver who suddenly is, you know, <laughs> Like Who the, would have thought? <laughs> I mean, they're they're climbing this mountain. It's seven and zero in their last seven games, but um, but they they lost in overtime. So you know they, they came out of that was their first game after the break. They came out of it and played a decent game. They got a point, lost in overtime. Their next game is Friday against Vegas. So we'll have to monitor that, see how they play against a good team in Vegas, and if they play a good game or even beat Vegas. You got to be looking like the Avalanche have to be looking at like, all right, we got to come out hot. Like we can't have this, uh, you know, 10 minute getting our legs, but that is going to happen. That's just inevitable. I guess I say, I guess I'm saying for the abs, you just have to stay in the mix and just contain anything you can for, for the, the ducks and just stay in the game for those first 10 minutes to get your legs back. And that's another wonderful thing about all those names we just read. Um, that is veteran established talent coming back to the roster. You're not going to see the deer in the headlight looks that you get out of like your Justin Barron's or your Sampo Rantas that were just there to, you know, fill in the team and get us to the next game. Like these are your established talent. And like, even in that tweet about practice, like you might even see a little Bo Byram and Ryan Murray on the defense and you'll get Johnson and Johnson out there. Like you're getting veteran defense back. Kale McCarr is going to be out there. Sammy G like you feel a little bit better coming off 18 days of no (laughs) hockey, knowing this veteran team out there and Bednar, he, he doesn't pull his punches when he says, Hey, that we got to knock the rust off. If he's saying guys are looking good and they got their step, that's something I can believe in. Yeah. I mean, they always go hard in practice and it seems mm-hmm. like it's been noted. So they, they, and that's the other good thing is like, they do have a handful of practices under their belt. At least yeah. they have that. And it wasn't like they just started practicing on Friday and then they have a game on Saturday or yeah, Saturday or Sunday, Sunday game is Sunday. So you're kind of happy that they at least are back. They can kind of maybe get into step with one another. Uh, but the actual physical game is a whole nother animal. And I, and I, and I just, I'm, I'm, weary of those those first 10 minutes of this game and maybe they'll prove me wrong you know even though i mean you are you know give or take 30 games into the season so you have that to rely on and just look at this as a uh two-week buy basically so gonna be interesting to watch we shall see yeah but for those first 10 minutes of that ducks game that's where it's going to be dictated because the talent the avalanche have as long as they can hold on and keep it tied to the second period, they will overwhelm them towards the latter half of the game. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's hear from built bar and then we'll get into uh, a couple final memories for Kyle and I from uh, 2021. So built bar, it's the new year. So that means new year's resolutions and it's, uh, is, is yours about getting fit or eating healthier. 
then make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. It makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good and you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, tastes like a chemical spill. I want to know which bar tastes like a chemical spill. Because I kind of want to try that just out of uh, curiosity. It sounds like a Spider-Man movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By week three, you might be thinking this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, you are in luck because Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count, count it as a workout. So go to builtbar.com or built.com. Use the promo code locked 15 for 15% off of your order. And once again, that promo code is locked one five for 15% off at built bar or built.com. All right. So we've been talking the past couple of days about uh, some good memories from the 2021 year, not just this last season, last two seasons within the year of uh, 2021. Uh, so if you haven't listened to the past couple episodes, go back and check those out. Kyle and I will give uh, two more, one each, and then um, definitely talk about some of the ones that we got over on Instagram. Uh, for me, I, I yesterday went into the Landeskog fight with Braden Shen and how that set the tone for that whole series against the Blues, which led to the Avalanche sweep. And I, I, I'm not doing this deliberately, but kind of staying on the Landeskog tip, um, signing him on yeah. free agency day was a great moment because it was just so – it was like doom and gloom. I think you know? a lot of Avalanche fans were just preparing for life without Gabe Landeskog. Uh, I wasn't fully there. I, because I, I've I've seen so many things like this go down, and I've seen a, a lot of guys want to test free agency. That that's yeah. their right. I think he wanted to stay here all along, and I think he he just wanted to see this is like your one and only chance to do this in your career. And I thought he was at least going to do that, kind of go around the league, get a couple offers, weigh them against what the Avalanche were doing, and in the end. Uh, at, at like the the twelfth hour, he signed. Uh, before, and he didn't even hit the market. It was minutes up until free agency day, and it was almost like you know he, he was kind of like, no, I'm, I've been telling you guys I want to stay here. Yeah, uh, I wasn't lying. And he and he took a deal. Um, and that started such an up and down day of uh, of emotions for for Avs fans because you got that. You woke up to that that news basically. I remember I was recording an episode with King uh, Do It, yeah. his, his Jersey uh, podcast. I was doing that <laughs> show with him when the news broke, and we just stopped talking about jerseys and we're like, "Oh my god! Like, how did this come about?" <laughs> um, and then, so a lot of people woke up to that, and then the thing that Avalanche fans thought was a no brainer in Philip Grubauer staying with the abs. He bolts for Seattle. So you, you wake up feeling good and then the Grubauer thing happens and then they have to make a deal, which they did for Darcy Kemper. So you, you felt good about that at the end of the day. 
it was a crazy 24 hours for the Avs. The the big deal, obviously, was the Landeskog signing. And I just think that was maybe one of the best moments for the Avs for, for the entire year. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I, it was a, a nervous time. Um, that whole draft, everything around it, not knowing who's going and um, everything up in the air with Landis Gog. And I know Seattle was courting him hard and showing him the town and treating him like a king. So mm-hmm. for him to come back at the deal he got and come right out of the gate, because that was one of the things we mentioned that I, I remember talking to you about. Like, as long as he comes in and contributes and doesn't kind of get fat and happy with the contract, he came right out fist first and he scored that first game. Like, yeah, and it was incredible. And it's been an incredible season for Gabe Landeskog quietly. It's been a really good season. It's been a great season. And, you know, it's not even a week ago where we were doing a Mount Rushmore episode where he, you know, looking ahead 10, 15 years, he could carve his, his, face into that avalanche Mount Rushmore because he's a special player for this team. You know, yeah. he's your captain. He's your captain. I had him and knocking off Peter Forsberg. <laughs> you do. You do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a, a great day overall. Um, and it seems to have worked out because Grubauer is struggling mightily up in uh, Seattle. So sure is. Uh, but that, that, that's uh, definitely my, my last one. So what do you got? Well, you can't, have me giving out my favorite avalanche anything without mentioning one Nazem Kadri. Your favorite, your favorite <laughs> avalanche player, right? Um, November 25th, uh, 2021 was the end of Nazem Kadri's point streak. And it was not just an incredible point streak, like 21 points in 10 games. And it came at a time like, yes, it was notable. Like he started rocketing up. Uh, the point tally in the uh, in the league, he was in top five for a while, but that came when Nate was hurt. Um, it was one of those things that you were kind of wondering, like, how is this team going to push forward? Who's going to be that guy? And like you were talking with Gabe, that uncertainty of what was going to happen with Seattle, we were also having those same questions about Nas um, because mm-hmm. of how his playoffs ended. And is this somebody we want to take a gamble on again? this year and should we just let him go unprotected and let seattle take him and it was a point of contention amongst avalanche fans like should we just wash our hands clean and not gamble on it and Sakic, of course brings him on back gives him a chance and look at how he's paying off like he has been one of the quieter but very valuable members of the avalanche and his point streak kind of brought the eyes back on the avalanche because we've mentioned it a couple times they started the season rough and everybody was picking us to win the cup. So everybody kind of gave up on us for a little while. And when Nas got hot, everybody's like, Oh, the avalanche finally have it cooking again. We could start paying attention to them. And I think that point streak had a lot to do with us building confidence over time. Excuse me. Yeah. I don't, you know, we, we were, we talked about, would he go unprotected in in the gra- in, in, in the crack and draft? And a lot of that was just you know that's what we do here. Like mm-hmm. we we have we talk about a lot of things going on in the Avs world and you know check off all those boxes of possibilities. I don't think any of us really thought it would be you know uh, that that would actually happen. But you talk about it. Yeah, I don't think the Avalanche ever considered that. I really don't like listening to to uh, kind of like things that were said 
in training camp in the preseason, I think he was a, a lock from, from day one. Um, and it kind of shows you what they felt about him and what they feel that he brings to the team. And now he's making it difficult for the avalanche after the season is over mm-hmm. because he's a free, he's an unrestricted free agent after this year. You know, he's, he's had a very good career with the avalanche as short as it's been. And everything the avalanche are doing right now is with eyes on when Nathan McKinnon becomes a free agent. So what are they going to do with Nazem Kadri in this offseason? It is a big, big question because your your entire second line is up for unrestricted free agency. Almost, you know, 70% of your your forwards are up for yeah. free agency. I don't yeah. know if that's an accurate percentage. All I'm saying is a very high percentage of your forwards are up for, for free agency. He's going to – I mean, is he going to demand more than he's making right now? That's a big ask for someone who's going to be 32 years old, I think, when yeah. the season is over, who's making four and a half right now, which I think is is his value. Do you sign him how long, how ter- how much term and for how much money? And the way he's playing right now, he's going to probably want a little bit of an increase. Can the Avalanche do that? It's this is that's going to be definitely something to watch when this offseason comes around. Yeah, because he's he's kind of when we lost uh, P.E. Belmar um, to the Lightning, like he's kind of taken over that vocal leader role, like in that yeah. that second that second slot behind you know the the top line. That's where that's where Pebbles was. He was that leader, the emotional leader in the locker room, and you could see it. The Avalanche listened to him. Like he's always barking before the pucks drop. Like Nas has stepped up to that position. And depending on what the playoffs look like for this team this year, we'll see how much if this is where he feels like he can get a cup, we'll have to prove it to him in this playoff. If we end up getting kicked out in the second round again, is this something he wants to devote himself to next year? We'll find out. Mm. We shall see. All right. So let's hear from that online and then we'll hear some uh, favorite moments from you, the fans as well. So bet online as you covered this holiday season with more prop bets, odds and lines than ever before as the football season makes its march towards the postseason in the NFL and college bowl season is among us. Bet online remains your number one spot for all of these sports action this year year head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and when you do you will receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code locked on to receive that bonus from basketball football the nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports it's where the game starts that's betonline.ag so you've heard our favorite moments over the past few days and now it's time to hear from a few of you who posted to uh, the question up on instagram asking for your favorite moments we got a few of them. Some of them uh, very good. I think I'll save the the best one for last. Um, but we got one from Nick Bichelle. And I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that last name right. But uh, he put Miko's overtime winner in, versus Vegas in the playoffs. Mm. There wasn't much to write home on about that Vegas series, series clearly after that goal. Yeah, And even that goal, that game... The Avs were were dominated by Vegas in that game, but they hung tough 
they kept in the game, got it to overtime, and Miko with an incredible shot yeah. in overtime. And you felt so good after that game, not only because they won, <clears throat> but because they Vegas dominated them. And you're like, man, if if that's Vegas's best punch and we took it, here comes another sweep. Yeah. <laughs> and then the complete opposite happened. So that was that was the the last positive thing that really came out for for the abs in the playoffs. Yeah, and to see Miko in that role like that that overtime game winner heroics. Everybody kind of roots for that moment cuz like everybody yeah. loves Miko and to see him against a formidable opponent pull it out like that. <clears throat> that was a Miko. That was a great moment for great him. Job. Great pull for Nick like that one. And doing it at home too, yeah. With, with, you know, when you see the crowd go wild, again, another great Connor McGahee yeah. uh, moment. And and that video is a funny video because uh, I don't know if it's I think it's just someone's cell phone who was in the booth with him. Kind of turns to him, he's going berserk, and Peter McNabb is just standing there, hands in his pockets. He's seen it a million times. He, he gave a little fist bump, and that was about it. And then he yeah. got. McGahee going, you know, Ace Ventura <laughs> over next, next to him. Um, it was great. I think about that was a great moment. Um, Scuba Steve, 1583, uh, throws a few of them out there. He says Lake Tahoe, which is one mm-hmm. that we talked about earlier. Uh, Kale McCarr continuing to excel. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he lists Logan O'Connor and Val Nechuskin this season. Yeah. So definitely Kale McCarr, obviously continues to do things uh, that just wow us almost every game. And yeah, Logan O'Connor just being this guy, just being shot out of a cannon, yeah, uh, becoming more of a name that people know. i really excited to see what he does when they start to come back. Um, and absolutely Val Nechuskin. Yeah. Um, reinvigorated his career with the Avs. Dallas just gave up on him and didn't want to work with him. And the Avs, Gave him a chance, and now he is one of their most relied upon players. Yeah, I, I love all three of those because it was always Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, and now Kale McCarr is in a stratosphere. Um, mm-hmm. Nuke, everybody gave up on, and now his new role where he gets dirty in the slot, I mean, it's the most dangerous player in hockey. And to mm-hmm. see LOC be the caliber player that he is this year is absolutely astounding, and I cannot wait to see what else he has in his bag of tricks because he has surprised me from the hop this year. And I did not think this was something he could do. And seeing both uh, nuke and LOC the way they are right now, it's just more confidence going forward, especially deeper into the playoffs. Pretty sure. Nachuskin is another guy that is a uh, unrestricted free agent after this year. Mm. I'm almost positive. So um, I'll look that up really quick, but um yeah, he's he's another one that's going to cause them fits. Let me see. Donald Chuskin is a UFA. Ooh. There we go. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Um, all right, we got purple minion rules. I thought minions were yellow. Is there, uh, is not, there, but no? the purple well, one maybe, rules. Yeah, well, no, isn't the per- maybe the purple one is the angry? Isn't there an angry minion? Yeah, doesn't he have like fuzzy hair? Yeah, and he has like a yeah. Is that the purple one? I don't know. I think so. Not completely up to date on the minions, but anyway. Dad's Um, over here doing dad stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, they write uh, Bowen Byram, his first NHL goal on opening night yeah. against the Chicago Blackhawks. Great game all around. Uh, you know, you, that's the excitement. It's game number one. You're at home. You're playing a division rival. And Byram steps up on a nice cross-ice pass from Gabe Landeskog, who, you know, his first game after his signing, signing his first contract, who had a goal as well before mm-hmm. the Byram one. Um, yeah. Great moment for him, and away uh, off off he goes to a, a the start of a really good season. Obviously, it's been derailed right now, but uh, it was good to see him get that goal. Yeah, that was a great night on TNT. First game, Chicago start the year off. Jack Johnson getting the first goal, then the captain, and then Bo coming right out and getting his first goal. It was a great night for Avalanche fans awesome for sure. Moment. Awesome moment. And finally, Garrett Reese says, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, when um, Connor Garland lost his helmet and Nathan McKinnon politely handed it back to him in a throwing fashion. Of course. Great moment. Awesome moment. It Gotta love in- that. Oh, so good. <laughs> it's great to see that in like GIF mode. Yes. That's just on a loop, on a constant loop. Like I, it's one of those things that'll – Never go. I talked about the the Lake Tahoe game, mm-hmm. uh, and one of my favorite things coming out of that was, uh, uh, it wasn't Belmar, who no, it was Belmar who yeah. said he, he wanted to. He thought he was going to skate on yeah, Lake on Tahoe, the lake. yeah. And how I said I could just watch that over and over again, and this, you know, McKinnon launching <laughs> it, Connor Garland's helmet back in his face is something you could just watch on, on a loop all the time. Like I'm, I'm. I'm about to turn 33 this in January. I've never understood NFTs, but seeing that gif <laughs> of McKinnon throw that helmet, I think that might that. be my first NFT that you I bought. The NFT farm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So definitely good ones. Um, yeah. If you're listening to this now and you didn't get one in, you can still send it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk oh, yeah. about it. it. doesn't matter. We're just, it's like, how how long? Like I said in the beginning, how often do you say Happy New Year halfway through January? I don't say it halfway through January. I'll talk about Avalanche twenty twenty one halfway through January. I have no problem doing that. I'll tell you Happy New Year in June. Random June episode. We'll start it <laughs> up. And I'll saying. just tell you Happy New Year <laughs> because like there's some people like oh I say it the first time I see them and that's my response. If you see them in June for the first time all year, you're not going <laughs> to say Happy New Year to them. It's out of your mind. If you don't yeah. go through all your holidays and check them off that way, you're like Happy no. New Year. And by the way, um, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm, I know I'm not going to see you the rest of the year, so Merry Christmas, even though it's yeah. July. <laughs> <Don't do it. laughs> um, all right, so that's going to wrap it up for today. I'm hoping, praying, everything that uh, we will be able to talk about an avalanche game on Monday when they go up against the Ducks. Yeah. And we'll also get into, now that we're into a new year, what we're kind of expecting and hoping for this new year for 2022 when it comes to the Colorado Avalanche. So that is it for today. That's it for this week. That's it for this year. That's it. A full year. And I will say this. Another favorite memory for me is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom joining me on this uh, little podcast that we have here known as the Lockdown Podcast. You know this is on YouTube. Don't make me cry, man. Oh, man. He's getting (laughs) teary-eyed. So let's end this thing before uh his man card is pulled i guess now it's okay to cry sir <laughs> uh, all right that's gonna be it for today everybody thank you for making this your first listen of the day check out locked on nhl for your second listen 
catch up on everything going on around the league. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It really is uh, a pleasure doing this. And uh, if you've been with us since day one, thank you. If you've been with us at the start of this year, appreciate that. If this is the first time you've listened, thank you for that, too. So we'll see you guys. I'm going to be one of those guys. We'll see you next year. (laughs) All right. Go, Abs, go.